this is Kathy Krueger. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, today we'll be talking with Steve Gessner about the food pantries that are helping the needy. And this is a very special guest because I've known Steve for a while now and I get to see him once in a while. <laughs> well, Steve Gessner, welcome to Radio Rotary. Thanks for having me. So, um, you know, we heard about food banks and food pantries. Is there a difference? Uh, what do you consider to be a food pantry and how'd you get involved in it? Yeah, there is a pretty big difference between a food bank and a food pantry. Um, food banks, um, uh, like the one that we do business with, uh, the Food Bank of Northeastern New York, provide food to food pantries for distribution. Um, they do not typically distribute food directly to the people that are in need. Um, sometimes in extreme in stream situations like during the pandemic, they did. But what they do, what food banks do, is work with a network of providers. Um, like the food pantry that I that I lead um, to distribute food to people in need in local communities across um, uh, across whatever state they're in. You know, we happen to be in New York. Food banks exist in Texas and Florida and you know all over the place, and they all work fundamentally the same way. They distribute so, food. So the food bank is sort of the wholesale, and the, and the food pantry is the retail. That's face to face with the people who need it. That's pretty much a good way to think about it, Jonah. Right. They're, they're um, um, you, you know, we tend to be the front office. We call us, we're basically an agency of mm -hmm. the, of the, you know, if we think about agency models in the land of business, mm -hmm. we're, an, we're an agency of the food bank, meaning we distribute all kinds of food that we procure from the food bank and some of that food we pay for and some of that food we get for free that's provided by in some cases the u.s government in some cases by other programs there are also um there are also grants that can be available we also have to adhere to the standards of nutritional value um, and and available nutrition that are set by the food bank the food bank also supports the volunteers that I have with various educational opportunities. when um, we also have mandatory things that we have to participate in. For example, we have to ensure that um, there is um, that we don't, we were based in a church, but we cannot proselytize people. Uh -huh. um, we cannot force them to pray or attend our church uh, in exchange for food. Right. Um, we, we also need to treat everyone fairly. So we have to participate in, um, you know, anti, no discrimination, no discrimination by race, gender, sexual preference, or anything like that. It's very important. And, and, and they're pretty, um, the age, the the banks are pretty stringent. Um, if you if you don't follow those practices, they will no longer provide food to you. Now you mentioned that uh, some of the food comes from the federal government, and I remember when I was a boy, uh, they used to have these big blocks of uh, American cheese at the public school, which they would slice up, and everybody would get grilled cheese sandwiches, and that was uh, U.S. government surplus. Is that the kind of thing we're talking about? That's right. In many cases, it's very similar to that. Um, eggs, milk, many different options come in through uh, what, what's called the you know the USDA programs. But again, because we participate in USDA, there are some fairly stringent rules that allow us to participate. Um, and you know, and, and much of that has to do with anti-discrimination um, mm -hmm. and things like that. So, so hey, Steve, Kathy. what is your? You know, I've known you for so long, but I've never asked you what your your title is at the at the Pleasant Valley Food Pantry. Oh, my official title is director of, okay. the, of the Pleasant Valley Ecumenical Food Pantry. There you go. And um, you are 
you're the one I know that sweats over what you order and what comes in. Is that correct? <laughs> That's right. Um, I place an order um, sometimes weekly, sometimes every other week. Um, I sweat over all the operational aspects yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, of the of the food uh, of the food pantry, from operating hours to volunteers to, um, to you know to bill paying. Uh, to, and things like that. Well, we keep a separation of income and outcome, if you will, outflow of funds. I mean, I don't write checks. Um, I receive, that's just the balance of sort of the way that the, the way that we run it. Um, another person in, in the food pantry um, pays all the bills while I, I deal with, um, you know, donations that we receive, um, et cetera. Our guest on Radio Rotary is Steve Gessner. We're talking about food pantries, food banks, and feeding the needy. So, Steve, uh, you're involved in Pleasant Valley, as, of course, is Kathy Kruger, who's a Pleasant Valley Rotarian. The food bank that, uh, or the food pantry, I should say, that you're involved with, tell us about the dates, the times, the places, and what's on offer. Um, so, we are open. We're literally open uh, 90 minutes uh, a week on Wednesday nights from 6 p.m. to 7:30 p.m., and um, we we run a program that is typically referred to as a choice program. Um, many food pantries still to this day distribute just whatever food they have, right? But what we do is we we provide an inventory sheet to our patrons, um, the people that need the food, and and they get to fill out and order the food that they want. There's a saying that comes through, you know, food service like this, that basically if they don't eat it, it's not protein or it's not mm -hmm. nutritious. So you give people what they want rather than, rather than to just give them bag of groceries. Um, and I've got a lot of stories about that, but um, anyway, so they come into the pantry, they fill out their order form and then um, folks, um, folks in the food pantry itself fill their order. And then, then a person, another volunteer, you know, takes that order to the car for them. Um, and we remained open through the pandemic using a parking lot. Um, you know, we did a curbside service, converted to a curbside service. And only now, after two years, are, we, are folks coming back into the, into the facility itself. So. And what kind of selection of food do you, will people find when they, when they get the sheet and check off what they need? Well, they they get a full they get a full set of choice. Um, we try to provide juices and drinks like coffees and 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 fruit juices and punches and teas. We provide pastas and pasta sauces. We provide a, a full selection of protein choices from peanut butter to salmon to canned canned meats and, and other things. We offer um, you know other choices around select selections around um, product um, you know packaged goods, whether it be cereals. Um, we try to offer um, a wide choice of canned um, vegetables and soups as well as canned fruit. Um, we have a hygiene section for shampoos and toothpaste and, and things like that, plus even a snack section, cookies and crackers and chips and things like that. So um, it's a pretty it's a pretty big menu. And and something else, too, that you, you offer is you offer dog food and cat food for for patrons. Because right. right. <laughs> I know um, there are people that will even miss a meal so that they can feed their animal oh, or they wow. won't even get their medication because they can't afford their medication and feed their pet. And they would even opt to feed their pet over getting their medication. So, <laughs> Well, it's Kathy, you're, you're talking about something that we refer to as the new face of hunger. And, and there is a there is still an overtone of issues that I deal with frequently with volunteers and, and others in the community. And it has to do with this idea that they think that people can only, you know, the only people that need food are people that are homeless or, right. or really down and out. And, and that's not 
the way it works anymore. And we're going to find um, out more about the great work of the Pleasant Valley uh, Food Pantry and, and uh, food banks around the area from our great guest, Steve Gessner. After Kathy Kruger tells us who keeps us fed by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week. This week, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank, Third Eye Associates, and by the Rotary Clubs of Brewster, Carmel, Clarkstown, Goshen, Highland, Hyde Park, Kingston, Liberty, Millbrook, Nanuet, Greater Newburgh, and New City, New York. We'll be back with more of Radio Rotary right after these important messages, so stay tuned. Don't let mental health stigma keep you from living your best life. This is Andrew O'Grady from MHA of Dutchess County, and there is help. Did you know that 25% of the population deal with anxiety or depression? That's a lot of people. You're not alone. If you have the flu, you would call your doctor. Let's start doing the same when it comes to your mental health. It's time to get on the path to mental wellness. Contact Mental Health America of Dutchess County at 845-473-2500. Let us help you live your best life. Hi, this is Tony Marmo from Norman Staffing, and we've been bringing together employers and job seekers since 1980. If you're an employer and have job vacancies, let Norman Staffing help fill them with permanent or temporary workers. We screen, interview, and recommend the best candidates for your company. We make the employment process easier and faster for you. Please call Norman Staffing for your employment needs at 338-9111 or normanstaffing.com. You're listening to 92.9 and 96.5 WBPM. And there's more of this week's Radio Rotary Show coming up. Salisbury Bank is your friendly hometown bank with 14 branches throughout the tri-state area. Salisbury Bank offers personal and business banking, mortgages, and commercial loans. Salisbury Bank is your local community bank with local decision-making and high service. Your local bank for all of your local needs. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, because where you bank matters. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebois and my usual co-host, Sarah O'Connell, is away. But we have the fabulous producer of Radio Rotary, the boss lady herself, Kathy Kruger on the mic. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Jonah. <laughs> Thanks for wanna, that intro. <laughs> you're very welcome. Speaking of intros, why don't you introduce our guest, who is uh, a neighbor of yours in Pleasant Valley and a good friend. Yes, we have our uh, Steve Gessner, who who runs. He's our are you our director? Is that what you said? Our executive director of uh, our food pantry here in Pleasant Valley, and uh, he's just he does a fantastic job and, and is helping so so many people in our community. So, Steve, tell us a little bit again about um, food banks, our food pantry, and then the families that you are helping in Pleasant Valley and elsewhere too. But sure. Well, the Pleasant Valley, the Pleasant Valley Food Pantry um, is really is really in place to help. Um, our, our service area is a five mile radius around Pleasant Valley. Um, we have shifted that periodically from Arlington Central School District to now we're working on a five mile radius. Um, the need, we, we, first of all, we turn no one away. Mm-hmm. Um, the need, the need, you know, we base it, we base it on need. And if someone needs food, we give them food. Um, and 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 um, you know, it's it it. The pantry has been in existence since 1983. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, we're open um, one night a week from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And um, the the service that we provide is quite dramatic. Um, for example, we provide we provided food last month to over 400, to over 400 people. Well, let's not yeah. skip over that. 400 yeah. people. Yeah. Right? That's a quite a number. Steve, uh, is that... 
high, low compared to pre- previous years? Has the pandemic uh, increased the need for your services? Yeah, when we, when we, yeah, the pandemic. So let's talk pandemic. Let's talk years, not necessarily pandemic. Okay. Um, in 2020, we saw a jump of um, 40%. Um, over over wow. 20 over 2019 now in 2022 2021 numbers sort of stabilized um 2021 um now 2022 we saw a 67% increase over 2019 uh. and a 2% increase over 20 20, which is largely viewed as the pandemic year. Right. Um, 2021 was a sort of an interim year. Um, 20, so what this tells me, and this is something that I find fascinating. Um, it's just one of the little facts, right? I mean, people's need during economic downturn is almost is even, even a little more extreme than it was during the pandemic. So people, you know, the gas prices are finally better. But the, the bottom line is people that get food are not down and outers people that need food now, as I was talking earlier about the new face of hunger, these are people that um, have to make a choice between buying gas for their car or breakfast cereal for their children or, or oil for their home to heat it or, um, you know, dinner um, and food for dinner. So we see it constantly on the front, what I would call the front lines of, of food distribution. And um, that's another thing that I wanted to mention about the choice menu, rather than either of the shopping menu or here's a bag of food approach. The choice approach is we engage with the people um, in, actu- in actually understanding their needs more. So our design point for our pantry is that someone actually sits with the patron and helps them fill out the form, discusses other needs that they have. Um, We've had trouble with that during the pandemic, but we're getting back into that as well, as things start to stabilize a little more with our with our healthcare situations around the country and around, you know, and locally. Now, now that's very important because it allows us to um, interact we are we pride ourselves on interacting with the people that need food from the time that they walk in, from the time they fill out their form. Uh, to get the food that they need from the food pantry and and from the time that a, a person pulling a wagon a volunteer pulling a wagon you know walks to their car with them and talks to them about what about what's happening with them and and we try to train people accordingly in the volunteer side now steve you mentioned that this was for people in need do you do a needs assessment or you just take people at their word um well uh, once a year um, we do an we do an intake evaluation on on, on attendees and why once a year it takes a month and over a period of a month because people are only allowed to come to the food pantry once a month right oh we yeah pro- we, we provide five days of food um, for a family of four um, it's an emergency food pantry we provide mm-hmm. five days of food for a family of four it's not designed to be a replacement for the grocery store so once a year we validate all of our records about the people that are attending so they get we so you know and and we I, usually during the month of may or whatever i can't remember which month my my volunteers do this everybody that comes in has to fill out a, a form and and basically get re set up for the food food pantry um and and that's how we do it. And and we don't we don't do much other validation of need other than collecting information about their family. We pretty much take it on the honor system. Yeah. Um, and and Kathy Kruger, what uh, in connection does the Pleasant Valley Rotary Club have with uh, Steve Gessner and his fabulous uh, work on the food pantry and the food banks? Well, we we try to have one, if not two. Uh, we call them stuff the buses or stuff the truck or whatever you want to use. I'm um, asking people in the community to 
to donate to um, uh, with food items that the, that the pantry needs or cash donations or pet, you know, foods and so forth, hygiene um, items that they need, like toothpaste and shampoo and deodorant and so forth. And um, so, you know, trying to ed- and educate, you know, the, the community as to the fact that we have a food pantry, right? down the road from us and, and it's available to, to our community. And, um, then, uh, I just recently, I, a little bit ashamed that I've lived here since 88 and didn't get that involved with the food pantry actually until I became a Rotarian in 2000 and knew what was going on and a little bit more in our community and was able to, to stop by, you know, once in a while back then and see what was happening. Um, uh, when I was interviewing uh, students, we were giving scholarships to or sending R- to, to Ryla. And then um, just over the years, learning more about the food pantry, um, their needs. And and now when they get trucks, I'm, I'm on finally, I'm on Steve's list as <laughs> far as I'm going to ask him get to volunteers and what they do, but just stopping by when you can to help unload a truck, for example, and stock the shelves and there are so many things that, that volunteers actually can do. Um, I'm guilty of not going through any training. I'm just like, you know, if you need something, give me a call or send me a text, you know, and I'll be there. I'm not, you know, haven't gone through any accreditation mm-hmm. courses or anything. But Steve, tell us about your volunteers. That that's, should probably be the next topic we talk about. Well, first of all, first of all, I want to let you guys know that the food pantry is 100% dependent on the community in which we, we in which we live in. We're dependent on the churches that support us in the community. We're mm-hmm. dependent on the volunteerism. We're dependent on the Rotary Club and any other any other community service organization. And and that that volu- that can come in the form of volunteers. Um, and we have 15 to 20 volunteers a week that come and help every week. We also have people that volunteer and come and help unload food delivery trucks from the food bank. But I cannot emphasize enough that we are completely, de- our existence is dependent on the community um, that we support and operate in. And, and that form comes in volunteers. It comes in, in cash donations that we then spend at the food bank. And by the way, food bank costs have gone up 20 to 30%. Um, and, and because they deliver the food by semi from their warehouses to the drop points. And, and we're also, you know, we're also dependent on food donations Mm -hmm. that come, that come in through our intake process through stuff, bus programs and other programs that people, that people do. But I will let you know that about only about 20% of our food comes from community food donation programs. The rest comes from, um, the rest comes from the food bank. And so it's both, it's both, and and food bank is a cash, cash and carry kind of model. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the food intake program comes from food donations that the community, and it's all kinds of community folks from Boy Scouts to, to other places. But again, very important. Um, we would not exist without um, the strong community that exists around us. And Steve, before we go to our break, give us the, the place, the times, and your contact information if people want to volunteer. Sure. Um, the food the food pantry of Pleasant Valley is located at 92 Martin Road. We're open on Wednesday nights from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Um, and um, my contact information is um, my direct dial cell phone. You can always reach that at 845-214-2078. Um, and, you know, either for food donations, money donations, or volunteers. Um, or you can also contact the, the food pantry itself, which is published online. Um, there's, a, there's a phone there that you can leave a message at. And folks home, get a pencil and paper. We'll have Steve repeat that right after the break, which is coming up now. So 
Pay attention to these messages. Hi, I'm Rotarian Susan Simon of Third Eye Associates. Rotarians devote themselves to caring for others. Sometimes we forget to care for ourselves, especially when it comes to planning for our future. At Third Eye Associates, we provide fee-only financial life planning, financial transition planning, and wealth management strategies to help you integrate your life and your money. ThirdEyeAssociates.com for more information or call us at 845-752-2216. That's 845-752-2216. Hi, I'm Krista Hines, Executive Director of Hudson River Housing, a local nonprofit dedicated to helping communities in the Mid-Hudson Valley thrive. We believe that everyone deserves the opportunity to live in safe and affordable housing. No matter what your housing concern may be, you can count on us for assistance. Maybe you're looking to buy your first home and don't know where to start, or possibly seeking an affordable apartment to rent for you and your family. Or perhaps you found yourself in need of safe and supportive shelter with a compassionate team committed to helping you overcome the challenges of homelessness. We're here to help every step of the way. Please visit us online at HudsonRiverHousing.org or call us today at 845-454-5176. Again, that number, 845-454-5176. You're listening to 92.9 and 96.5 WBPM. And there's more of this week's Radio Rotary Show coming up. Hi, I'm Meg Mullins from the Mark Foundation, supporting the Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Community. Our mission is prevention of and recovery from substance misuse. Among our projects, we fund scholarships for therapists, transitions from community housing, and the Overdose Awareness Memorial located on the Dutchess County Rail Trail. Visit our website at Mark foundation.org to learn more or to make a donation. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebois. With me on the mic is Kathy Cougar, our producer, and Kathy's going to introduce our guest. Kathy, take it away. Oh, we are just having a wonderful conversation with Steve Gessner, who is our director at the Pleasant Valley Food Pantry, and he has been educating us to the needs of of, of our food pantry, probably, of, which is very typical of many food pantries, and explaining us the difference between food banks and food pantries, and go for it, Steve. Hey, tell us You've told us how you get your food from the food banks. You've told us how um, you get your donations and that you apply for grants to get money. Um, there are so many other costs involved in a food pantry. Um, how do you how do you get money for that besides donations? Or what are those other costs that nobody even thinks about? Like maybe oil or gas or snow plowing or whatever it may be. <laughs> well, yeah. So we're currently um, resident in um, in the United Methodist Church in Pleasant Valley at 92 Martin Road. And the church has shrunk in size dramatically and is offering services um, only basically once a month. So we're the primary, the food pantry is the primary resident of the church. So we've picked up most, if not all of the expenses that are required to support a pantry. So what does a food pantry need? Food pantry needs a phone line so that people can call us and find out when we're open. And, and that uh, and phone number is? 
Um, well, the phone number is there's two of them. There's my cell phone number, 845-214-2078. That's my direct line. You can also call the, the, the church line, which is 845-635-3022. Give us and, that again, and folks can grab a pencil and paper. Yeah, 845-635-3022. And there will probably be a phone answering machine that will pick up and give you this number, 845-214-2078, Steve Gessner's direct dial line. And then I'll, I take messages. And I get messages probably are talk to people four to five people a week around around the whole topic of the food about food distribution and food food um, stuff as far as expenses go things that things out of food they need we need a phone line um, we need garbage service um, mm-hmm. because we produce quite a lot of recycle and other kinds of trash at a, you know on, on a given week when we're distributing food to you know 50 per, perhaps 30 to 40 families cardboard um, <laughs> lots of cardboard lots, lots of cardboard. Re- lots of cardboard lots of boxes um, we need to have heat and lights mm-hmm. and and so we we pay for the electric the phone um, the garbage service and um, um, oil keep the place warm during the winter plus we have um a plowing service which um you know the albrechts provide um but they don't do it for free we demand that we pay for that um so there's a lot of different operational aspects of the food pantry even a small I, i consider our pantry to be a fairly small pantry um we're only open you know one day a week for a couple hours um you know but the volume of of what we produce given that small footprint is pretty dramatic um, and and it, it's it's worth noting. Well, why don't you t- you sent me statistics, and this is why I really wanted to have this show. Am I correct? You gave away eighty thousand pounds of food last year. That, that's right. About wow. sixty about sixty thousand pounds of that food came from the food bank, and the other twenty thousand pounds would have come from community donations. Oh my we, we, we serviced in, you know, over the course of the year, nearly 5,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, um, we provide, we provide service to between 80 and a hundred families a month. That's an incredible and, number. That's an incredible yeah, it is. number. Especially think about it. Pleasant Valley, we don't even have 10,000 people in the, t- you know, in our town. So that, that's a good chunk of people that need our help, you know, when, now, Steve, is, is is the food bank at the Ple- in Pleasant Valley unable to accommodate uh, special needs? Like, for example, some people have to have gluten-free uh, uh, bread because they uh, have celiac disease. Uh, some people, for religious reasons, need either kosher or halal uh, food. Are you able to accommodate that, or basically you can put out what you get? Well, food, um, the we provide um um special needs when we when we have food available for it right. um i i don't necessarily focus a lot on dietary um restrictions because because we and we get a lot we get a lot of requests people can usually find something mm-hmm. um in in our because we have a we have a diverse inventory of products that we offer to folks there's probably two to three hundred different things that folks can get um, from us uh, on any given night. And they can usually find their way through our, our product menu, if you will. Toward now, have, you, uh, have you had donations of uh, foods from local grocery stores? I know in the Red Hook Food Bank, which uh, the Red Hook Rotary Club uh, uh, volunteers at, uh, at the United Methodist Church, uh, our local Hannaford is very generous with uh, baked goods that are still edible and still fairly fresh, but beyond the date that they like to sell them. So, you know, you get birthday cakes, you get rolls, you get uh, all sorts of stuff from Hannaford. Very, very generous. Uh, shout out to Hannaford and Red Hook. Uh, but is that something you can tap into? Stuff that's got a, you know, expiration date coming up that they donate? 
Yeah, well, there's a couple of different ways that we've done that. In the past, we have done that um, during the pandemic because we liked, um, we kind of stopped the 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 fresh baked goods delivery program that we had um, because people would come in and we had a huge table set up and people would pick the cakes and things that they needed off the off the table. We stopped that during the pandemic and we haven't reinstated that yet because there can be a, a large volume. But what we do do is we get, um, we happen to now get bagels um, week. I think it's weekly, maybe every other week from East Hill um, bagels down, oh. down, down in East Hill. They donate all their bagels to us at the end of the day. And, and then, um, you know, one of our volunteers repackages them into, um, into, um, you know, packages of six bagels or whatever. And then they go, they go on these, um, we have a produce pack that we send out with each of our orders that includes fresh produce that we get and, and, um, and also fresh bread and other products that we have. And so, mm-hmm. so it accompanies every, everybody gets that together with their regular food order. So, so Steve, Steve Gessner, in the minute we have left, give the time, the dates, location of the food bank, and the phone numbers so in case people want to reach out to you and volunteer. Sure. Um, the food, the food, pan, the food pantry in Pleasant Valley is open. Is at ninety two Martin Road. It is at open. Is open from six p.m. to seven thirty p.m. every Wednesday night. Uh, rain or shine, snow or no snow, we are always there. Holiday or no holiday, and and we're always there because people need food. And and um, that's uh, the phone numbers are the the direct dial line to the food pantry itself is is the church number at the Pleasant Valley Methodist Church. It's eight four five six three five. 3022 and the my direct cell phone number is 845-914-845-214-2078. Steve Kessner, thank you for everything you do to keep food on the table for the needy and thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. Thank you, Jonah. Thank you, Kathy. And thank pleasure. you so much, Steve. And, and it's such a pleasure to to help out whenever, you know, we can. <laughs> All right. And Kathy, who helps us out by sponsor, by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week? Radio Rotary is sponsored by Mental Health America of Dutchess County, the Mark Foundation, Norman Staffing, Hudson River Housing, and by the Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Pearl River, Felmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Ramapo Valley, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Suffern, Wallkill, East Wappinger Falls, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell Clay will be back with us next week. Our producer, Kathy Kruger, and our production director, Randy Turner. This is Jonah Trebowasser thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, radiorotarynow.org.